0: Okay, so we are going to start. We want to start off with a prayer. Um, Marianne, can you please pray with
1: us? Okay, please, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you for our lives. We thank you so much for an opportunity like this to share our views, to share our thoughts. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you come and take absolute control over this session, take charge. Let every discussion be seasoned with the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Take absolute control that everything goes well and forever give you all the glory. We thank you for your presence with us, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Marian. Thank you very, very much. So we'll start. Okay, so motherhood, is it as easy as people, some, some people make it look like? Is it as hard as some people make it look like? Has life really changed after you become a mom? Those are some of the things we hope to talk about. And not just that, but we are talking about how we can cope as mothers. And I have a few questions that we'll use to talk about um, our experiences, our views, and how we can cope as mothers. And I'll read those questions to us. Marian and I will talk about them. And then if you have any views afterwards, you can also join us. You can also share your views. We'll give you the opportunity to also share your views. I must say that uh, Mrs. Cheryl, Apia will also be joining us a little later and she will also be sharing her views as well. I pray that you are all encouraged in a special way as you listen. So the very first question, what changed after you became a mother for the first time and how did you cope? What changed after you became a mother for the first time and how did you cope? Okay, I don't know, Maya, do you want to start or should I start?
1: Oh, you can start.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: So um, I think the very first session, one of the things I said was that um, when I became, my experience with labor for the first time was quite uncomfortable. You know, it wasn't easy for me at all. I was so, I mean, the whole labor experience had been tough. It was painful. It was not what I expected. And I was a little, you know, how do I say it? Um, the whole thing had been a shock. So I spent the first month or so of being a mother angry with my daughter for being so painful to give birth to. And I wasn't happy. Like, I knew I should be happy, but then I wasn't. And I felt, I felt guilty, you know, about it because obviously, if you, I mean, you got married by God's grace, you didn't have to wait for a long time and you've become a mom. So you really should be happy. But then I wasn't and I was down. I wasn't, it wasn't that I, there was anything particularly wrong. It was just, I was, I don't know whether the word is dissolution, but I was just, the whole thing was, oh my God, like, what's all this? Apart from that, I realized that now everything had changed. It had become so, you know, it's like all of a sudden, I, I don't know how to put it, but then there's so much responsibility. Now you're waking up, you're breastfeeding all the time, everything, the baby needs food, the baby's crying. The baby is uh, doing something, the mommy went, everything, the mommy went. So it's like, I can't have my life back. Everything has changed. My life is not what it used to be. And so I was also I didn't take it easy the very first time, you know. But as time went on, it got a little easier. And So how I actually coped with that period was I realized that it was just a matter of time, really. So, I mean, when those overwhelming feelings start to come, it's important to realize that it's just time. You just have to give yourself some time to get used to what motherhood is all about because it's a new experience. I've never been a mother before. I had never been a mother before. So it was, it was not unusual that I was you know, struggling or finding it difficult to cope and all that. So I, I had to give myself time. Because initially, um, when I gave birth, I didn't stay with my, my mom initially. I was my mom-in-law. My mom-in-law is an amazing woman. But then I think because I had this whole super mom thing going, like I wanted to show that, yeah, like I've arrived. Like, oh, I mean, I have everything together. Oh, I've been able to adjust well. I'm doing well. And so because of that, I I wasn't honest about how much help I needed. And so, I mean, I wasn't getting as much help as I needed because I wasn't admitting that I needed help. I was acting like I had it all together. So it was later when I went to be with my mom, there, I was able to be free and be able to relax and acknowledge that I needed more help. And from then on, I realized that um, things got better. So to cope with the very first few months of being a mother, the whole breastfeeding and everything, you need to give yourself time, time to adjust to all that motherhood now entails for you you need to admit that you need help. When you need help with something, it's important to admit it. Don't try to be a super mom and act like you've got it all together. It's also very important that um, you also um, say thank you. Another thing that helped me was, you know, because I had gone through this whole painful labor experience and everything, initially I was just angry with my daughter, like I've said already. But at a point I was, I realized that I was being ungrateful. I was not acting the way I should act. And I realized that I had to be saying thank you to God because there are a lot of women who also hope to become mothers and may not have the opportunity, or haven't had the opportunity yet. So it was like a whole mind renewal something. I started saying thank you to God, asking God to help me, you know, admitting that I needed his help, his grace to be able to handle this. And as I said thank you and realized that the daughter I had was a gift from God, it also began to change my mindset and help helped me to enjoy the 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 work that came with being a mother, because I realized that this is work that God has given me. He gave me this child. He has given me the opportunity. He'll give me the strength to also handle whatever motherhood comes with. Yeah, so it wasn't easy at the beginning. But, you know, learning to say thank you to God, giving myself time to adjust, and admitting that I needed help was, like, basically the three things that really helped me to get used to the whole thing and, you know, start to run with the whole motherhood thing. I don't know, Marian. what would you also want to share concerning motherhood for the first time and how things changed
1: for you? Okay, thank you so much, Eraja. For me, my sleeping pattern changed, and that was a worry for me because after the CS, I had a CS session. Okay. So the pain and all, and you, you, you have to still breastfeed a baby in the midst of the pain and... You, you are now recovering. You can't have enough sleep. And you have to wake up three to four times in the night to feed a baby who wants to feed every two hours at most. It was a lot of work. So it's, it's, But I realized that marriage, I, I accepted that marriage is full of responsibilities. So the fact that I recognized that there's a responsibility, I needed to embrace it. And with time, because it was new, I would get used to it. I, it kept me going. Okay. The pain with the CS session bit um, um, got better every day. And then um, what I want to say is that you know, there are some husbands, aside the help from your mom, if you are lucky to have your mom with you, there are some husbands who naturally do not know what to do to support. If if you don't tell them that, my dear, please can you help me heat water? My dear, please can you help me do this? They 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 want to help, but they don't know what exactly they should do. Because okay. the whole thing is so new, they don't know should should we hold should I hold the baby for her? It isn't <laughs> that they are not ready to support, but they just don't know what to do. So you, the mother, you know where you need the support from. There are some 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 um. Friends that I mean I do share some of these with, they they say that sometimes they sleep and then they express the milk for their husbands to maybe they can do two hours in the night. Their husbands will do in two bottles, do so they express. So they, they they don't put the baby at the breast throughout the night. Okay. So you express some so that when your husband wakes up and the baby is awake, how husband can equally feed the baby. Okay. It helps with the bonding. me, the most challenging part was the sleep bit. And because I was not recovering, it was too much work. But my husband was very supportive. And because I had to tell him that, mm-hmm. please help me. It isn't that he didn't want to. But when I began to express that I needed help, then he opened up and then the, the help was coming. Okay. Thanks.
0: Okay. So, Maya, I mean... What I'm saying is actually quite important because I think sometimes um, some men are not, like, I don't know, my husband always tells me that he doesn't have a degree in mind reading. But I think for us women, lots of us like to like, feel that our husband should know exactly what we need. I can't you tell that I need this? Can't you see that I need that? Yeah. But what I'm saying is actually very important because when you don't actually express what help you actually need, what happens is that mm-hmm. you're always so angry with your husband, angry with the world, angry with other people. Who can't see that you need help when you haven't actually said yet. yeah so that's a very good point i don't know whether anybody else would want to say something um does anybody want to share an experience about what changed for them after they became mothers for the first time and how they coped with that first session okay so mayan i mean about did you ever have any conflict with you know how you have helpers like a mother or a mother-in-law helping you and sometimes some of them want to mow the baby's head with hot water some of them want to pour mm-hmm. um, hot water in some places when the child is a female some of them want to do some things that you may not agree with should be done and then it's like there's this whole back and forth and they are when you talk that oh i don't want to do that to my child Then they get angry <laughs> you're ungrateful i'm helping you look at what you're doing you when did you become a mother You know those kinds of. Did you have any experience with any conflict?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I did, doreen A lot, a lot of them, especially, especially with my first child. And because most especially she was a preterm, she was she was seven months old. So my mom was like, "Ah, we have to do it this way. This is what to keep the baby warm. You have to do it." I'm like, the doctor says we shouldn't do that. Doctor says we shouldn't give her any medicine, and. I was so careful. I didn't want to complicate anything because she had joined this and got swelling. There were a whole lot of complications with that child. Okay. So I was so careful. I didn't want to just give her any drug. And my mom kept saying that ah, we all, we give children um seven C um, Obawari, Fudibia. You have to have um 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 they have these vitamins. Um you need to have gripe water. You need okay. to have them. Um, um, there's these this vitamins I forgot. Oh, would is is be <laughs> Abidec. Abidec. <laughs> that is what is best for all mothers. You should have it all day. People will grasp them. <laughs> so if I don't have it, it means I'm not taking care of my child well. And that since when did I become a mother, I was having issues with my mom. I kept telling her, the doctor says, the doctor says, because my baby is not even a 10 baby. This one is pretty 10, I am trying as much as possible to make sure that she's okay and all. So it was it was a tough time, but yeah. I had to let her know that I am following the doctor's instruction, and I know that she took care of all of. We are five in all, and she, okay. she's taking care of us well without any help and all that. But I I acknowledge her support. Or oh, there's some like mention baby because baby, <laughs> baby, I don't know. Because now the issues are there, but. I, at a point, I had to listen to her, but I was still insisting that, no, I, w- I don't want to do it this way. Okay. I want the doctor's view before. So yeah. it, was, it was a challenge, but I still had to, to stand on my grounds. And then any, anything she wants to really force it because she thinks it's the best thing to do. I talked to my doctor friends, and then when they say it's okay, then I tell her, I thought, oh, okay, actually, this was good. And then you go along. But it wasn't easy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, I remember having the same kind of issues with my my mom too. So, I mean, for me, what I did to deal with the whole thing was, I came to a point where, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fight. I don't want to go through this whole talking and talking and talking. Okay. I just go through the whole thing. Okay, she wants to do this. Will it kill my baby? Will there be any negative effects? Okay, nothing. Okay, you know what? Just do it. Just do it so that there will be peace. So I would decide that, okay, some of the things they would suggest, the one that won't kill the baby and will not do anything yeah. that will, you know, be dramatic and all that, I would allow. And then the ones that I thought were just dangerous and I couldn't take a chance with, I'll put my foot down and say, no, I don't want you to do things this to my baby. But what you're saying is important. I think they also want to be acknowledged, you know, like, because they've done well, yeah. they've raised you, you've turned out well, so why can't I do the same things I did to my Mm -hmm. and my children with my grandchildren you know that kind of thing but the points you are raising is important to acknowledge their efforts okay so moving on I don't know does anybody else want to say something about how they also um, dealt with the whole conflict of mother mother mother-in-law during the first few months of becoming mothers anybody else sure
3: there
0: might be a bit
3: of noise here but I'll (laughs) I'll share a little bit
0: hello Abna thank you (laughs)
3: Uh, (laughs) Hi. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so as you said, um, with my first baby, my mother-in-law was the one here as well. Okay. And similar to Doreen, same mother-in-law actually. (laughs) And because because we weren't at home, I think my situation was a little different in the sense that I just had to, I had to accept the fact that my mom couldn't come, but she was working. Yeah. And I have to, I have to make And the truth is, she's awesome. She's really, really big. And so most of the things that she she advised, I didn't really find too much wrong with. But I think knowing that I really didn't have much of a choice gave me a different mind. Because if I could run home to my mom, no much. Can you okay. I think
0: okay.
2: that's music coming.
0: Up. Okay. I'm not even
3: okay. okay. But yeah, no, knowing that gave me that mindset that I would just manage with what I I had and take all the help. And she was very very.
2: Very,
3: good. Um, okay. but I my, my mom. Came, I think the interesting thing is because she's my mom. I rather had those issues where she would say things to really, because yeah, I felt more comfortable telling her whatever I thought. And so we had issues where she would say something similar to what you and Marian have said, okay. and I would say, oh I'm not sure I want to do that. But my mom is a nurse. She's a retired nurse. So I again ultimately I knew that she had the baby.
2: at her.
3: And so it also helps to the moment that most of the things that she was advising, they're not things that were going to kill T so, and I think sometimes having that perspective that you have to make um, looking to see if the child will die, or whatever intervention is yeah. being suggested, if a child won't die, then it, I guess it's okay to, to go with it. Sometimes for your own peace of mind.
0: I know <laughs> the peace of mind. Okay, I'm not. That's what I Okay, I'm Thank you for sharing. Okay, so moving on. I mean, some people say that. I mean, when you get my, when you have children it changes marriage and that uh, marriage changes after the kids come. Is that true? Is that in a negative sense? that a marriage become less enjoyable because you have kids in the picture? I mean, and how do you cope with when the children come so that doesn't upset all the enjoyment you've been enjoying in your marriage before the children came? Mariam, would you say marriage really changes after kids come in?
1: Well, um, it does initially because um um you don't have time for yourself okay at the at the onset the children determine when you should sleep the children determine when you should even have time with your husband yeah. you have to make sure they are asleep before you can have personal chats and all so so it it does it does it, it comes with its own own with its own change package that you have to you have to deal with it cuz um for instance if um You wake up let me let me take a typical day for myself.
3: Okay.
1: I wake up in the morning and then um face breakfast and all. Bath the kids, make sure that they are okay. My husband is fed. Now, it's until they sleep around twelve thirty-one. That is when I can have time with my husband and then we can have chat, we can chat together. That's a typical day that he's equally busy and all. Okay. But if it's a relaxed day that he also needs att- attention, what I would do is, please can you he help me feed the kids so that he also bonds with them? Okay. So it isn't that I am the one always bathing, feeding, then I am so close to them, he's left alone. Mm-hmm. So then if I ask him to, can you he please help me do this for them? Then he is also, also getting close and he wouldn't think that I'm mm-hmm. neglecting him. Okay. Another thing I have also realized is that um, time management is very, very crucial. Because um, if you wake up very early as a mom, okay. it helps a lot. Because mm. when we got married initially, I would sleep and wake up. I mean, uh, we are just fine. But when the kids came in, I realized actually, Charlie, I cannot be waking up at 6 a.m. or You'll be there, they will come, mommy, I'm hungry. And right. it is now that you're rushing and then you'll be so frustrated <laughs> due to no fault of theirs. <laughs> so you, you have to wake up early. latest by five, you should be up. Then you have fixed breakfast, clean the room and all that. Before they are up, then you can okay. do morning devotion and all with them. But if you are in the bed and all that, <laughs> you realize that the time is not waiting for you. you. You have to wake up early as a mother. It helps a lot. It really, really helps. I mean, that's that's what I have to share. Time management and also the fact that you need to share the responsibilities. Sometimes consciously let your husband partake in some of the responsibility for the kids. It helps with the bonding and then it it, it helps the marriage to balance. Okay. And then, I mean, your life to, in totality will be balanced and then you wouldn't feel so overwhelmed with their responsibilities. Thank you.
0: You know, um. For me, I think that what you are saying is very true. I mean, asking your husband consciously to help with one thing or another, I mean, that is absolutely true. But I think that sometimes not every um, husband um, finds it easy to help out. Um, Maybe for one reason or another, some husbands are not able to help as much as their wives would like um i think one of the things i have come to understand for myself um personally is that um yeah i mean i need my husband's help with stuff to be done in the house but i realized that if i if it becomes an issue of always insisting that help me with this or, or always asking help me with that help me with this help me with that help me with this and then sometimes you don't get the help the way you want it to be it also becomes a conflict area so I, I, yeah, I ask for help. The certain things my husband would do without even being told. But I realize that if it's something that I keep have to, having to ask at a point, I, just get, I find that it works better for me if I just do it myself, just so that the whole conflict area will not come up. And I, in doing it, I mean, I try not to um, overwhelm myself. I do it at the pace I can do it so that it doesn't become an issue for fighting. Because I realize that sometimes... Um, I may give myself a lot of um, to-do's or a lot of things that have to be done. And when I give myself all the things that have to be done, um, and I I expect um, something of me that is a little bit, okay. so maybe I wake up at 6 and I have to get to work at um, 8. I know that I can't, um, if I'm going to feed the kids, feed my husband, I mean, do certain things in the house. Certain things I cannot I can't decide that I'm going to scrub the bathroom and scrub the toilet and do everything before I go to work. So I, I learned to do what I can whilst also doing what I can for my husband and my kids. What I'm trying to say is that try not to overstress myself. I, I always say children before chores. So if I have not fed the children and everything and I'm giving myself a deadline of finishing with my house chores by a certain time and my children are hungry, but I'm doing my chores, I'm not, I'm not getting a good balance. And if I'm, I've expected all that of myself. So because of that, I expect my husband to do far more than he may probably be able to do on most days. I realized that it will become a fight because it's like, why are you not saying that I need help with that? Why are you not saying I need help with that? So I learned how to, do what I can, when I can do it. And I do it in such a way that I don't get overwhelmed. And then because I'm overwhelmed, I become irritable. Everybody's asking me for something. I'm like, can't you see that I need help? Can't, I? And I'm just irritated with everybody. So to keep the balance, I try to do what I can so that I'm not overwhelmed, so that I can still keep on being nice to my husband. I can keep on being nice to my children. Just so that, I mean, I don't get to the point where it's like I expect so much of myself, and because of that, I have a perfectly clean house, but my children are hungry. Or I have a perfectly clean house, my husband is angry with me. So for me to keep the balance, I just try to do what I can so that um, I, I prioritize the, the the human beings. And then I don't end up with a perfectly clean or a perfect to-do list of chores, but then my children and my husband are not happy with me. I try to balance it in that way so that, I mean, I don't get bad relationships was a perfect house i don't even know whether i'm actually making sense in this way but i don't know whether anybody else would want to share thank you so much for joining us cheryl welcome welcome cheryl thank you hello okay hello hello everyone (laughs) so i mean we're talking about marriage and how marriage changes when children come into the picture um, um, mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, Mrs. Cheryl Akia would be joining us, and thankfully she's been able to join us. So I was just wrapping up on what I said about um, making sure that it's not just about a perfect house or a perfect to-do list, but you are prioritizing mm-hmm. the individuals in the house, and you are yeah. making sure that you know end up with a, a clean house and a, a husband who's angry with you, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So I don't That's know. Right right that, what would you want to share concerning marriage and how children, you know, affect marriage in a way?
4: Um, yeah, so I, I um, yes, I really I, I, I agree with what you were saying because um it's it's a lot, it's so over- overwhelming, there are so many things to do. For me, thankfully, my husband is very hands-on, he's very helpful, so he really helps to keep the house together. And one thing that we do a lot we just laugh at each other. Like that's what I can call our coping strategy. Okay. We just laugh at the fact that that our life has changed. So I mean that's a few days ago they're like, oh, you know, now there's a lot of people talking about Netflix, Netflix. Let's go and get something. And we're like, Netflix can even get it. How can we even watch? Because the children won't sleep early. And (laughs) it would just be a waste of our money, you know. And these are some of the little changes. When you are dating, when you get married, you can do anything at any time. But once children come in, you hardly get time for yourselves. So you have to be very intentional about it, and, you know. Try and schedule time for yourselves. Like, it almost feels as safe in the past, we were trying to run away from our parents, and now you are trying to run away from your children. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's it's it, for me. I think you, you you need to work together as a team, and you need to you know do stuff together. And one, thing my husband and I do, you do not make it of because. You clean the house now, the next minute, you're just messing it up. I know. So, I mean, it's 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 okay. We've accepted that it's okay once in a while to just leave the house as it is, even if it means having time for each other. So, for getting time together, it's very easy. And then, occasionally, to what we do, we also chat on WhatsApp. <laughs> we just find that, point, I that conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't we, we like to chat on WhatsApp, like, occasionally, okay. even though we can chat in the house like we're in the house and the children are making so much noise we want to talk they'll just be distracting us we can just chat on whatsapp and it just it brings back the whole you know relationship feeling Wow! it just makes it you know (laughs) because i mean those days we were just chatting on whatsapp we weren't seeing each other and so even though we are in the same house just being on (laughs) well i mean it works for us i don't know if we work for others but it works for us (laughs) yeah so it changes a lot in our mind We just find ways to keep the love wow
0: that's amazing um i would want to encourage us um, if you're not talking can you please uh, mute your microphone for us if you're not talking at the moment can you please mute your microphone thank you so much um i don't know does anybody else want to share um on how marriage changed i remember there was a time you know what we were saying about um children you can just get up and go anywhere but now someone is taking care of your kids for you. So you go to work the whole day, and you come back from here, and you want to go for dates. date, so that who will take care of the children when you are going for a date? You know, sometimes it's like, you can't seem to make time for just the two of you anymore. But I think one of the things that also helps us is that we try to take like, the little, little bits of time, um, take advantage of them. So with my husband, so we, go, we both work at the same place, so we go to work together, and as we are going to work together, we like to chat, you know, that's time for just the two of us. The kids don't go to work with us. So we try and make that time that we are going to work together, like a time for us to bond. If we have not been able to have the quiet time at home, sometimes we have the quiet time in the cars we are going, you know, just chat and keep ourselves up to date, what's going on. And the time after the children sleep, that time is so precious. You know, for some time I was trying to get them to have a regular bedtime and everything, but it's not working, it doesn't work every day. On the days that I'm able to sleep early, we get our, our time. We maybe watch a movie together, or we we'll just chat about something. Or he's there, and there, um, they're just in each other's company. You know, yeah. I think that despite, I mean, children don't really make the marriage like less enjoyable. I think that uh, the marriage kind of expands to include include them. But as wives, it's all it's important mm-hmm. for us to remember that we didn't get married to our children. You know. That bond with our husbands must still be there, and it's so important. Children love to see parents who are in love, so they want our marriages to work. If our marriages work, so then we are giving our children the kinds of home that they need. So it's so important that you find time for each other so that um, the marriage can be what it should be. I don't know if anybody else wants to talk about how marriage, um, how children actually change um, um, a marriage and what they have done. What's, Creative. I mean, Cheryl, what you said about WhatsApp, like I, that's so ingenious, I'm going to do it from now on. I guess you text them while the children are just making noise around you. That's so cool. I mean, anybody else with something concerning how they keep the spice when after the children come, how do you cope with all the noise around all the, and keep the fire burning in the marriage? Anybody else who wants to share something on that? anyone else okay so should we move on okay so um should i feel guilty if i'm not able to make it for as many church programs as i used to be able to attend after i become a mother should i feel guilty if i'm not able to make it for as many church programs as i used to be able to attend after i became a mother Mm. Mm. Cheryl, would you want to start talking on that
4: Yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I, I mean, we are both uh, we've been, you know, very active in church throughout our lives. So it's, I mean, before even we had kids who were, you know, very active in the youth and all that. And then suddenly kids coming and you realize that you can't do it all. If you even want to try your best to go with them, they might end up distracting the whole meeting. And you just ask yourself, was it worth it? Was it worth coming? There was one time we had, I think, was it a revival crusade. And Charlie, we are praying like, you know, everybody's in the spirit. End. Your child is just making noise, screaming, running around. You just wonder, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> so, and for my husband and I, what we've done nowadays is, I've, We've allowed him to be the one who is representing the family at most uh, of most um, programs. And so he goes for most of the meetings and the rest, and I stay at home with the kids most of the time. And then for sometimes, especially if it's like, let's say a three-day program or a five-week program, anything that is quite you know lengthy, what we do is I go on one day and goes on another day. So we alternate so that at least each one of us can have the chance to attend at one point or the other even now with um, the COVID and churches opening partially so our church we are having four masses right now so yeah. what we've done is that i go for one of them and then he stays home with the kids and then when i come home then he'll go for another one so that's working for us so it's um it's, it's difficult i mean we would have loved to be very active but it's we just have to admit that it's it's, we, we can't do it we can't like you know do it all anymore so we allow him i mean we allow each other to you know do the best we can and so even when he goes for all his societal meetings and everything when he comes home we still get a chance to discuss things so he comes home and tells me what happened at youth meetings and I get my input as though I was at the meeting and then he includes it and whatever deliberation that he had so that when they go back, he you know, adds my voice to what <laughs> what was said at a meeting. Yeah,
0: so it's, that's how we are coping with that aspect. Yeah, you know, I mean, what you're saying about you can't do it or it's true. I think that um, sometimes, I, I used to feel very guilty sometimes, like, oh Lord, I can't seem, I can't go, like, initially... Everything I'll go, everything, but now I can't because like you're saying, sometimes you go with the kids, my my daughter won't sit down. No. Like when I go for programs and I see other people's children who I think are around the same age as my daughter and they are sitting down quietly, I just look at them the whole time like, What is the mother's secret? How is she keeping this child from running around? Because my child? everybody knows my daughter, like as soon as we go to church everybody lets know say like, oh my god, this girl is around. Like, because she runs everywhere. She she's the kind of girl that She'll go to the altar, like when they are preaching or something. So it's like, it's crazy. And so, I mean, when I when she was finally old enough um, for me to take her to the Sunday school, that was the blessing. So now, I mean, I could, you know, take her and then I can, you know, sit through the rest of the day. But then the midweek services, that's where the problem is because then you don't have, um, what's it called? You don't have the benefits of Sunday school, you know, and that was difficult. But at a point, I realized that staying at home with the children was not any less um, serving God because our children are a ministry, really. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, when we are raising them and we are learning how to, you know, let them walk in God's light and we are trying to raise responsible adults and all that, the time I'm spending with them, I can make it count. Am I, if I'm at home with them, what am I doing with them? Am I teaching them something? Am I investing mm-hmm. in them? Am I making the time I'm, I'm not going to church? Am I making it count by? working on the disciples I have in my own home, you know. And motherhood is ministry. I think it's important to remember that, so that when you don't have the time or you're not able to go for all those programs you used to be able to attend, it's important to remember that you are also doing powerful ministry, very powerful, you know, because the Billy Graham's and all the other people who have done so much for God, they had wives who were able to school who understood that being at home and yeah, being the children was also a ministry, so... The guilt, yeah, sometimes you feel it, but it's important to remember on the days that you can't genuinely go that motherhood is also ministry. I don't know, Marianne, do you also want to say something? Marianne? Okay, I think Marianne's connection is a little okay unstable. So I don't know, does anybody else want to say Any something? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so we wanted you to share on... Church, should you feel guilty if you can't go for every church activity you used to be able to attend after you become a mother? And I mean, the girls that comes with all of that—how do you deal with all of that?
1: I mean, as like, you you're right. you write,
2: please, you 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 nailed it. But, uh, Oh yeah. I man, time with your children is also
1: a home. So you, you need to accept it to yourself and be peace with yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh,
0: Marianne,
1: (laughs) we're losing you. What are you able to do when you... Hello. 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 Yeah,
0: Marianne, we can hear you. Okay. Hello. Hello, we can hear you, Marian. Hello, Doreen, can you hear me? Yes, I can yeah. hear you. Hello. Yeah, Marion, we can hear you. Hello. Hello, Marian, we can hear you. Hello. Hello, Marian. Hello. Yeah, Marian, we can hear you. Hello. Marian, we can hear you.
2: Hello. Hello. We can hear I'll you. Sorry, okay. my next one. Okay, so I will
0: say hello. Yeah, Marian. Hello. Okay, I think Marianne's connection is a little unstable. Okay, I don't know. Does anybody else want to say something? I mean, feeling guilty that you can't go to church as often as you used to be able to. Does anybody want to share um how they've dealt with that? Um, what their thoughts are on that. Does anybody else want to share? Okay. I hope Marianne will be able to join us again. But I want us to move on. Um busy work schedules and it's not like your children won't stop, will stop eating because you are busy at work or your husband will not need food because you are busy at work. There's still, it's like the chores are still waiting for you when you come home. The children are still hungry. Everything is still, you know, like there's still work to be done at home. How do you balance a busy work schedule with everything you have to do at home? What are some of the things you can do so that um, the stress during the week is reduced? Um, I mean, how, how do you keep everything up? How do you keep all the balls up without letting any of them fall down as you are balancing work with everything you have to do as a mother at home? How do you do that? Sha, would you want
4: to start? Okay, so um for me, um, what I usually do is I try to make sure that at every point in time, I'm doing the little that I can do towards keeping things up. Okay. So instead of thinking of, oh, I need to have maybe three hours in order to cook maybe two full meals, if I have thirty minutes and I can use those thirty minutes to peel onions and blend them, i'll do that
2: wow
4: and then maybe the following day i can just you know boil my tomatoes and blend them i'll do that and so i'll just do you know bits and pieces so it might i might end up taking about maybe the whole week to finally do my stew but then by that time i don't need to you know dedicate a whole three hours or whatever to do my full stew because I've done the preps bits and pieces during the weekend. I've just stored everything in the freezer. Okay. Thank God for freezer. So <laughs> it, it 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 really helps me to be able to have everything in place. So that way, I don't need to also wait for things to be you know depleted completely in our freezer before I start doing those preps. So I just at every point in time, what can I do? Like does what little thing can I do towards making sure that the house would always have the food and everything that we need in order to you know be fine by that by by that time Mm -hmm. as for washing i mean after number one you know we just said Charlie we are getting a washing machine (laughs) (laughs) we are not doing this washing by hand business anymore i mean when we are growing up we all have this kind of no washing machine because it looks like you're a lazy person call me lazy i'm okay like (laughs) Let me, let me let the machine do it, and you know that the week we got a machine, we were able to wash things that were in our uh, in our laundry basket for almost a year. I can I can you know. Are you serious? A, <laughs>
5: there
4: were some things that were in the laundry basket that we hadn't worn for so long, because I mean they were not things that we wore very often. But most of the time it's like because you have a little time to just wash a few things, you just wash the things on the top. Yeah. A week we got the machine, we just dumped everything in. Like, in a week, we cleared everything. We we're like, ah, so why didn't we buy this machine long ago? It, it has saved us a lot. <laughs> I'm just waiting for, you know, a machine to do everything. I'll buy it all. Like, <laughs> it, save, it. <laughs> save your time. So for us, like, the washing machine has blessed us. Even now, like, sometimes we even wash the things and then even folding is a problem we're like hey first washing was a problem now folding is a problem but we got our best
2: thing.
4: to get that done mm-hmm. but as for the washing it's a blessing i thank god for the fans that came in to buy the machine it was it, it was a real blessing it was a real blessing to buy that machine and yeah so those are i mean i think washing and cooking are the major things as for ironing you know they say ironing bulk, why we don't do that because who are the time for that? So <laughs> when we are going somewhere, we just, you know, quickly iron dishes too. Yeah, dishes too, sometimes they are challenging, but I mean, we just do our best
0: with dishes, but cooking, that's my strategy for cooking and then washing. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, for me, I think one of the things I do is, I think I was raised like that, you know, you, you do all your suffering on the weekend and then during the week, you kind of chill small. So, um, we do like maybe different stews during the weekends or soups and then we put in the freezer and then during the week it's like i just cooking in an accompaniment it works really well but the only thing with that is sometimes it makes the food a little monotonous mm-hmm. so i mean that can also be you know so once in a while i also try to you know look up a recipe on youtube or something and try something new just to make the whole house feel like oh mommy i've done something nice you know but then. The staples, like the bancoons and the rices and the yams, like those things it's good to have them available so that's any stew you have, you can just, you know, add, like you can just call oh, ask you in the fridge, can you please just defrost it and you know um add something. Rice cooking rice is not so hard. So anybody can cook rice, you know, that kind of thing. So we normally like cook everything in bulk at the weekend and then that's the best case scenario. Some weekends, I'm just too tired. Or some weekends, I'm going to work. So, I mean, it's not easy to do that all the time. But I've realized that those times when I'm able to do that, it saves me a lot of time during the week. Um, I actually learned from a few friends that, you know, some people have, like, you know how bean stew, bontom ray, garden next to you, they all have, like, the same basis. So you just do the, only the base. So it's like you've done the, the tomato mix with the palm oil or the tomato mix with the vegetable oil. So that so the palm oil bit, so that during the week, you know, for the husbands who like the fresh food, some people don't like food you take from a freezer and defrost and heat and all that. If you have a husband like that, once you have those bases in the freezer, you can just um, start, so it's like, you, just start, you, don't, have a, you don't have to do the same amount of time you would have used if you were doing, um, starting from scratch. So you have your base, you take out your palm oil, tomato base, and then you add your container, if it's container next to you are doing. You add your garden egg if it's garden next to you are doing, or you add your okra, like whatever it is you are doing. Then it's like it's fresh, Oh, you just made it. Then, but I mean, it's less definitely less stressful doing it that way than having to start from scratch when you come home from work and you're so tired. Um, another thing I do, especially on the weekends when I'm doing that whole plenty thing, sometimes that thing too is very tiring. Like I said, children before chores, people before projects. So, if you find that all oh, doing all that work is going to make you a, an irritable wife, I really don't think it's keeping the balance well. Because you really want to still be gracious to your children and nice to them and all that. If you are stressing yourself out, you ahead going to be nasty? So, I, I why I so during that time when I'm trying to do all that busy thing? I try to take like breaks. So, I finish the sitting room. I give myself like maybe 15 minutes to 30 minutes. If it's a power nap I want to take, I'll take a power nap, I'll do something. Sometimes I watch movies in bits and pieces. Like I'm watching a movie, but I've, I stop at 30 minutes. So, that, so it's like, I want to finish so that I have something to look forward to. Oh, I'll finish the movie when I'm done. So it's like something to look forward to, so you hurry up. Apart from that, another thing I do is that I love to listen to sermons or listen to um, some music as I work. I like to listen to danceable music. So it's like, as I'm doing my work, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I'm dancing, or I'm just I'm just happy. So that is like, by the time you realize, you finish all the work you're doing in the house, and it wasn't as difficult to do as if you were just doing it monotonous and all that. So I keep the groove up by putting some danceable tunes on, or by, you know, listening to a sermon. So sometimes, the sermon I choose the sermon based on my mood, <laughs> sometimes. So on a, on, a, on a day that I'm feeling like I want to learn about... um like I'm having issues with something, maybe I have to, um, I think that I'm having a, maybe a little bit of a rough patch with my husband, I'll listen to a sermon on, you know, the seasons of marriage, I remind myself that, oh, it's, it's like that, marriage can be some way sometimes, it's like that, I encourage myself that other people have gone through some wayness before, so that, by the time I finish the, the, the whole cleaning and listen to the sermon, I feel like going to say sorry, and I'll just go and apologize, and everything will stop. So I try to kind of make myself, I don't know but enjoy what i'm doing otherwise i'll just get tired and stop somewhere i try to make the whole drudgery of weekend cooking and cleaning as exciting as i can make it i'm listening to a sermon on music just to make it enjoyable and enjoying the week it's a little easier but there's nothing like rest you know rest is so important like if you don't rest like you you are stressing your body out and apart from that i always say like If you are not resting, you are not taking good care enough of yourself, and then because of that, you are not doing other things well, then there's no point suffering like that for your clean house. Um, Another thing I realized really can sap my energy in terms of balancing everything is when I've not had quiet time with God, I don't know if anybody else experiences this. You know, sometimes you're so busy during the week, you've been running out of the house and all that, so you've not really had quiet time and all that. After a while, I don't know, but I begin to feel like my energy levels have gone down. I become some way like I don't really like I'm not nice. I'm not a nice person when I've not had time with God. So I realized that if I don't spend that quality time with God, it really saps on my energy. And then you're not able to balance everything you have to balance. Because the important thing is it's not just the, the house, it's also the atmosphere in the house. And that to keep that atmosphere, you have to have a kind of heart, some kind of Uh, mood to be able to keep a good atmosphere in the house so quiet time with god i think is so important like and asking god for strength like sometimes you wake up from the from bed and already there's like a whole long list of things you have to get done sometimes i just ask god like not just sometimes all the time i ask god for strength like bullet prayers during the day as you are going through god please help me god i need strength i need strength and he always delivers like when you ask for strength, he will give it to you. You'll be separate. like, Sometimes I have this whole long list of things I have to do. And then by the time I, I've asked for strength, by the time I realize I've done this, I'm like, how did I do this? And then my, mom, my mom-in-law, I left my mom-in-law and she's like, you hey, dry as o She has no idea how tired I am. You know, it's really, it's really hard. Nobody knows what, I mean, you struggle with inside. They'll just see what she managed to do. But I know that I, I asked God for strength so much because I needed so much. like, he gives me the strength. And sometimes he he actually tells you what to do and what to let go. Sometimes we about stress ourselves. We give ourselves too much to do. You're not, you have the same 24 hours everybody has. You know. So don't over over overdo the to-do lists, you know. Put what you can do here on it. But then the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom on which one is important, which one you should get done today, and which one you can let go. Sometimes we stress ourselves with too many things to do. And then asking to give you the strength for the things that you absolutely have to get done that particular day. Let me share a story with you. When I got married initially, there was a time when um, one of those weekends when I have to do some cleaning, right? And then I, I was, that particular day. I was so tired. I was like, I'm no way to do it. Then after the, after the blue, I had it was like the the Lord. I felt like, you know how sometimes you get a certain impression that no, you should do something. I was like, okay. That was the day I was going to, was going to rest because I was like, I mean, nobody's come to visit me. Let me just rest. But I had this strong feeling that, no, I should just get up and do what I have to do. So I said, okay. I got up and started cleaning. I finished cleaning the whole house. Then I a while, I heard a knock on the door. And I go and open it. Can you imagine who was there? So my mother-in-law had a visitor from one of the, like a very prominent woman in society, like. And because my mom-in-law wasn't there, it was like she was coming to wait to my house. So my mom-in-law comes, hey! I was like, God, if I hadn't done my cleaning, I would have been so embarrassed. And, it was, and I, I did it because it was like, I just had this, I, I, now I believe that was God who kind of led me. Because honestly, that day I was going to just sleep. You know, when we ask God for strength, I believe that he will really directs us. And he lets let you know what you can do and when you can rest and when you can even let go so that, I mean, you're not too overwhelmed. I don't know, is Marianne back? Marianne, would you want to share, does anybody at all want to share on, um, on this? I mean, how you keep yourself, how you keep, how you cope, you know, with your busy work schedule and all the things you have to do as a woman or a mom, as a wife in the house. Does anybody else want to share?
2: Um, okay, hello ladies. Hello all right so with my side how with how i cope with the whole choice, it's i don't even know how i do that hello yes i don't even know how i do that i i know very well that it's god who is giving me the strength because i don't have anyone around my husband is usually not around he travels and comes back The baby a 12 weeks old baby so it's like you have to wake up, make sure you feed baby, bath them, the toddler. By the time you put baby to sleep, toddler is already and all those things. So I used to stress out myself a lot. It was like I had to, I was doing this whole waking up very early morning to bath baby and put her to bed. But I realized that was putting a whole lot of um, stress on me. So what I did was that I just, I just let it be. Anytime we wake up, we bath anytime we can cook to eat, we cook. But then I do a lot of cooking to put in the fridge. As Doreen was saying, I do a lot of cooking, the stews and all those things. I do I do them and I put in the fridge. So what I just do when we have to eat rice right or something, we just have to do After I'm done, uh, we have a. uh, Cheryl likes to use the washing machine, but I don't like to use the washing machine. (laughs) What I do is that after I'm done bathing the kids, I just I wash their clothes immediately, and whatever clothes I also wore during the day, I also wash it. So it's like I don't pile my items, my clothes down. I wash them right after bathing. So you hardly get items packed or piled at home I think that is helping me a lot and for my husband when he's around he likes to use the washing machine so when he's around I also pile them down a bit and then he just wakes up during the weekend and then he uses the washing machine and he dries everything (laughs) once he leaves I'm back to my old routine where right after bathing everyone I just wash I wash our clothes down Yes, so I think basically that's what is helping. Um, yeah, so what, this is what I have to share.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Cynthia. Thank you very much. Um, Marian, I don't know, did you want to say something?
1: Yeah, um, hello. Yeah, Sorry, my network has been very terrible. But can you hear me now?
0: Yes, we can hear you. Uh, Oh,
1: no okay i was i was i, I also sharing a view of hello
0: yeah we can hear
5: you uh,
2: oh
1: marianne no also sharing the view of cooking i usually i cook and pack them in the fridge on weekends
2: okay and then and
1: um usually with my children
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i've realized that uh, for instance if This is a weekday, and then I pack their books in their bags. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I make sure that I put their, they will need for school tomorrow. It it really helps, because I have to get to work early, Mm -hmm. but when I do some of these things in the night, I realize that in the morning, I mean, I'm a bit faster. Because trust you, if I don't do them in the night, in the morning, I'm more than a mad woman running around because I want to. I Working is too slow for me. Sometimes <laughs> I even I want to as I, I if I should run and get it done quickly, you know, and it's, it stresses me out. But if I do them the night before, it's it's really faster and then I don't overwork myself. And my husband is also very supportive. I mean, I prepare the meal when it school he helps in feeding them and then we get together ourselves so he really really helps and 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 i i i really really appreciate him for that so i i I, what i want to say is that you have to plan you wake up early what you need to get done early in the morning if it is possible for you to the night before my dear please do it it helps it saves a lot of time and you can do other things without getting so stressed out.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Does anybody else want to say something about how they cope? I mean, you have to go to work, but there's stuff, the stuff to do in the house. How do you cope? How do you keep the house running with a busy work schedule? Um, does anybody else? Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm not...
3: Yeah, like that's so yeah. It's, it's very, very hard, <laughs> but I think you've all shared a lot of neat tips and tricks that we all try to use. Okay. So one of the things that I like to do is just doing a little bit at a time. So for instance, this week, I knew I wanted to make soup, but I was making stew at the same time. Okay. So I finished my stew. And then the things for the soup, I had put my tomatoes and onion and everything in a bowl. But I prepped everything and put it in the fridge. Okay. And then I got my meat ready, I think, yesterday. This morning when I woke up, I put everything into the pan and I had the stew going Wow. So it, it, it takes time. And then I also realized that I can fry a lot of plantain and then put it yeah. in the fridge. So that when the kids are eating, I know they like plantain a lot. And I'll just take a little bit to add to the rice that they are eating so that they'll eat. Yes, <laughs> and um as cleaning the house, you clean the next five minutes, it's dirty again.
5: <laughs> so
3: sometimes we we leave it as is. But and it looks really, really messy, but what can you do? As the kids are getting older, we started paying them to clean and to help wow. with the house. Shut. Wow. So when you do the laundry, we'll tell the oldest one to sort the clothes and then the next one will go and put the clothes wherever they should go. And okay. then we'll pay them, um, let's say 25 test for each chore. Okay. And when they mess up the, the living room, we'll tell them, what the harder the chore, the more they get for it, <laughs> and that has been very, very helpful. So nowadays, with the laundry during the week, as it, it's beginning to pile up, I'll throw it into the washing machine and then I'll tell them to take it out of the dryer and then they'll sort it. So, by usually, by the weekend, since we started this, it's been really helpful. I don't think I've touched clothes in a while now, um, and the cleaning. My mom told me that unless someone is coming, you don't have to come in. So sometimes someone will tell us that they are coming over. We'll tell them, give us extra two hours. You'll see us in different places. By the time the person comes, the place is thick and spun, and you have no idea what it looks like before I
1: know they came.
3: But some of these are all the things that we, have, we do just to survive because you can't do it all. all. Yeah. And you, you just find things that you can do to, to keep you sane. Um, so yeah, I think as our kids are getting older, we need to include them in their choice because it's not only helpful for us, but it's helpful for them as well mm-hmm. because it helps them to learn responsibility. And I'm not sure everybody might like the idea of paying their kids to work, but you can give them points. When you were a bit younger, we would give them points. And if you earn maybe 20 points, you'll get something. Oh,
0: wow. So there
3: are different ways of dealing
0: with it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, I mean, involve the kids in helping out as well. That's, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs) You know what he said about, um, uh, cleaning like just before i mean sometimes it's, it's amazing how much <laughs> of a mess toddlers can make it's so like i don't know like what you're saying i think one of the things i had to adjust to was sometimes the house would be some way for some time you know because uh before i mean i was my mom is um she's a perfectionist she likes to, things to be a certain way you know and so when I got married, I was putting a of pressure on myself to be like my mom, but I've not reached her level. So, you know, I like, I like things to be organized, but it's like I can, deal, I, can, I can live with an organized mess. I don't know whether I'm making sense, but kids don't make an organized mess. Kids make a mess mess, you know, and I mean, I have to learn to kind of live with it for a while, you know, be okay with it. Because you can't be beating your children or shouting on them the whole day, like you have other things to do with your life, you know. So I mean, it's good to learn to live with it. But I mean, as you're saying, it's good to also involve them in keeping the house clean. I think I'll take I'll I'll do what you're saying about the points. That's 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 pretty cool. you know. And then I mean, it teaches them a lot. It's really really cool. Yeah. I think I'll I'll, I'll I'll probably do that too. I don't know. Does anybody else want to talk about? Um, how you keep cope with a busy work schedule while you're keeping up with your chores and your parenting at home. Anybody else who wants to say something? Okay. So, I mean, um, there was one thing I wanted us to talk about. You know, when you're preparing to go back to work after maternity leave and you're breastfeeding exclusively, it can be very stressful because it's like if you go to work and then your child... I don't know whether, you, hey, I used to go to work and then when I have a breakout, drive home and come in, breastfeed and go back because I, I just couldn't get enough breast milk. How do you go around all of that? Cheryl, you are smiling. I'm sure you have something to say.
4: Yeah, yeah so for me, um, one person advised me to start storing breast milk even before I resumed. So for me, when it was, I think, about... Was it two weeks or three weeks? So to when I was going to resume work, I started pumping breast milk during the day. So I think I used to target having at least two bags, okay. or I think about two, like pump two bags. I mean, I used to store them in some hundred ml breast breastfeeding bags, breast milk storage bags. Yeah. So I'll get about two a day, and then I'll store them in the freezer. So I think by the time I was resuming work, I had, you know, about maybe 30 or so in storage. Hey, wow. And then when I go to work, um, when I go to work, I pump twice during the day. So I got, luckily, I mean, my boss was understanding, HR was understanding. So they got me a room where I could go and pump um, every day. I mean, at any time I wanted to, even my boss even wanted me to have the whole room as my own office. I was like, no, hey, wow. that was too much attention. That was too much attention for me. But I just decided to, you know, so I used the room that they gave me to pump and then I would pump during the day. So I will get about maybe sometimes two bags, sometimes three bags during the day. So I'll go to work with an ice chest and then keep it in it. And then when I come back home, I would also make sure that I pump before I breastfeed my son. So when I get home, even though he will jump on me wanting breast milk, I'll, get him, I'll let my husband or the babysitter hold him a bit so that I'll pump some of what I have stored in my breast down. So I'll get about two bags from that pumping, and then I'll breastfeed him. Then when I wake up in the morning to before he wakes up, I also pump some about, maybe I also get about one or two bags. So putting all that together, you know, getting two or three from work, two when I come home, that makes five, two in the morning, and then some of what was stored over. So I'll have at least maybe, you know, enough. So I think it was doing like eight bags a day. So it was enough to keep, you know, keep going for the time I was staying away from it. And For my first one, I was away from for, for very long hours because of my work schedule at the time. And so it really helped a lot. So I think when it was almost when it was almost six months, I think maybe like a week or two, six months, that's when I was really struggling to get, you know, enough. And so that was when I was like, okay, just a week a week more. I mean, they said six months as so It was just like one week more. So we've not done anything wrong by introducing, I mean, starting him on cocoa at that time. So then I started him on the cocoa at that time because I was like, you know just a week, you no don't need to stress because of a week, so that was, um, that, that that really helped with, you know, getting, so I really thank God that my work was understand. I mean, they understood and they, they got me the space to pump, because if I didn't have that, that would have been a problem, you know, getting the space to pump while I was awake. so it, was, it helped a lot. Wow, terrible. I mean, you
0: sound like you were a high producer, hey. We don't, that's where our uh, breast milk like, starts going down like something hey I don't know how I kept up with the exclusive breastfeeding for six months for my first and five months, three weeks for my second. But would you say doing the breast milk? I mean i um, exclusive breastfeeding for the amount of time we're able to would you say it has been advantageous for your children?
4: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I if I had a child who I didn't do it for, maybe I could say. I mean, they say it helps with, um, you know, protecting them from getting sick often. Well, my first didn't get sick often. After my second, he when he was very very young, two months, he was already he got sick. You know, twice within that time, he was admitted.
2: Wow. But
4: then afterwards, he wasn't admit. I mean, he's not gotten sick wow. a lot. But when they start school, they start getting sick, so like for that one day. But I mean, I just feel like they stay is good so let me do my best. That's my thing for people. like because breast breast milk is the best, I'll do my best for them. But it doesn't mean that I would, you know, kill myself. So if maybe by the time they were four months, I couldn't do it again, I'll know I've done my best. It wouldn't be like I'll give up. You know, at the very beginning, so with my for example, in my second when he came, I think, like around the first few days, I think the breast milk came, I think the second or third day. Then I realized that when he breastfeeds, he's, he's not satisfied, so we had to supplement the formula before he would be able to, he be satisfied and sleep. And I wasn't happy, I was like, ah, so early, I'm just going to give up. So I googled what I could do, and then they mentioned I. I mean, Google mentioned that sometimes they suffer to some, it would help. So I decided to pump some. So like after he cycles on my breast, instead of giving him formula, I gave him the pumped milk. Okay. And then it was like a good supper for him and then he would sleep. i was like, oh, okay, then that's fine. I'd rather pump milk for him to drink than to give him formula because I mean, I'm, I'm not against formula, but I just feel like one breast milk is the best. Let me do my best for him. And so it helped. I think I did that for just about a week. Then I think in actually just got tired of that life, or maybe he learned to tackle better. Then he started cycling. And for him, eventually, when he was six months, he never liked formula. Up till wow. today, like he still doesn't like formula. So he's still breastfeeding even at 19 months. He's still
2: wow. a big
4: fan of breast milk. He still doesn't like formula milk. So breast milk is the only milk he really likes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow, I think well I say. I mean, I think you said everything. I mean, pumping, starting the pumping early, and freezing it, and all that. Like, I mean, that's that's. You know, but you know, there are some people who can't, it's not. But do no fault of this. are not yeah. able to produce enough. You know, and I think that if that's the case, and there's nothing you can do about it it's not like you intentionally yeah people feel guilty that we're not able to breastfeed the whole six months and all that but it's uh if you that was like um genuinely want to but just couldn't. it's not like you're just feeling lazy. because truth is that you know you had a lot of support in terms of um A conducive setup so that you could continue breastfeeding. But some workplaces will not give you the chance to go and pump and all that. So I mean it's not it's not very easy, you know, keeping up with breastfeeding for the whole, whole
2: six months. Yeah. So I mean does anybody else want
0: to say anything? Um Marianne, do you want to say something about how you prepare before you go back to work after maternity leave?
5: Oh, I has
1: said it all. Let me eat this and then I'll put them in the freezer. So I, and then every day, every day in the morning, I get about 150 mil. Then when I close from work and I come home, I am able to express about 150 mil. So in the day, I have 300 mil together with what I stored two to three weeks. So uh, Oh no,
5: Marian, no. We're able to
1: make do with this up until then I introduce them. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello, please. Can you yeah, we can hear you. I was saying that they're able to, they're able to take that up until five months then I introduced them to the cocoa. Then, I mean, around six months, I tried them, various cereals, and then we, we are just fine. So I'm able to do up to five months, and then the rest, we just do the
0: cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> OK, um, does anybody else want to say something about preparing for work um, after maternity leave? Does anybody want to say something? Okay, so we'll be wrapping up soon. Ah, motherhood is hard. Any general comments? Any general comments at all before we wrap up? Cheryl, do you want to say something, marian Cabana, Cynthia? Anybody? Does anybody
2: want to say something?
0: Um, hello, Doreen.
1: Yeah, we can hear you. I want to say that. Um, You 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 need to read more. You need to embrace motherhood that is a is full of responsibilities. When you embrace it, when you read to know what you are not surprised when messy because of children. You need to, to get them and all. You leave that the children very timid. But when they finish messing up the place, you encourage them to clean it
0: up. Okay.
1: When they clean it up every time, they need to explain the way. You need, because children are
2: very
0: oh
5: no when you you keep this this way and
1: all I'm just saying that as a mother you need to read more you need to read more learn more embrace the
5: responsibility
1: that comes with motherhood in, in in our children because they will also carry it along.
5: Yeah. Oh. You go like because you
0: didn't know what to expect. Okay, man, we are finding it a little hard to hear you. Okay.
2: It leaves the children, timid you know
1: enjoy it happy marriage
0: and then <laughs> you cannot blame. okay Marianne, I find it a little hard to hear you um, I don't know okay so general comments Cheryl would you want to say something
4: okay, so for me um, I think the best coping strategy for me is to take life one day at a time Take motherhood one day at a time.
0: Hello. Hi, and um, Cheryl is speaking. We'll come back to you, okay? Okay.
4: okay. All right,
0: Cheryl.
4: So, yeah, I just try to take everything about motherhood one day at a time. Like, when this COVID thing started, I was so overwhelmed. The children now being home and everything. It was so overwhelming. Like, I had so many things I had to do, and you know, now they are home. They're not going to school, so you had to you know, forget everything and just be home with them. It was so overwhelming. But then I just told myself that I just need to take one day at a time. If I can go through today, I can go through tomorrow. If, I'm go, if I can go through tomorrow, I can go through the next day. So that's taking life one day at a time has helped me. And that's taking, like, placing value on every little time that you have. Because most of the time, you don't really realize how much you are wasting the very little time you have. But if you try to place value on it and try to, you know, make something out of the little time you have, it helps a lot. And another thing I've realized is that at a point, you know, when, when this whole motherhood journey started, I always felt like, oh, it gets easier, it gets easier. So I was always looking forward to the... Easier day, but I've come to realize that <laughs> it's not going to get any easier because I mean, when they are newborns, sleepless nights, blah blah blah, and everything. And so, you're like, Oh, when they start crawling, it's easier. They start crawling, and then now you have to be chasing them and making sure they don't fall down. They start walking and they start falling down. They, like, it never it's never going to get easier. Every at every stage, there's something that comes with it. So, we're like, yes, when they are newborn. It's challenging because they're not sleeping. They're they waking up every two hours to breastfeed. But at least when they sleep, you, are not, you don't have toys to clear. But now, you are sleeping through the night, but then you have to clear toys. You know, so there's nothing like getting easier. It's just that the challenges change. And so instead of always longing for the future, more called better time, I just have to enjoy every moment of this time take the good sides of it and enjoy it so i mean my son is at a stage where he wants to do everything himself <laughs> mommy i'll bath myself i'll feed myself i'll do this myself <laughs> it's so annoying like <laughs> also annoying so annoying well actually you're going somewhere you don't have the time and he's you know so we are just trying our best to enjoy this stage and give him that sense of responsibility so nowadays i try to let him know that it is mommy's turn to do this but it's also your turn to do this. so when he's batting like mommy i'll bat my tongue. i'm like oh no no right now it's mommy's turn it's mommy's turn okay let mommy do your back oh when, when, when mommy finish your back she'll do this time. So by the time he realizes i'll bat his whole body i'm like oh now it's your turn i'll mm-hmm. give him the sponge you know, he do what he wants to do and then you raise it i raise him he also raises the part he wants to raise and then we've done the bad. He has done his side. I've also done my side. And then we've all satisfied, whatever. Initially, to be like, you know, I have to rush it and all that. But actually, the life, it's, it's, it's not about rushing. It's about, you know, just enjoying the sweetness of everything. And what, what shall it profit me if I'm just focusing on rushing now, focusing on the negative side, and then tomorrow I get a child who is not responsible by the time maybe he's eight or nine, I actually want him to bathe himself and he cannot bathe himself. And I'm like, oh, why can't you bathe yourself and all that? And it all stemmed on the fact that when he was younger, I didn't allow him to be responsible. So, these are some of the few things I try to do to, you know, relax. Like, just enjoy the moment. Try to learn something from it. Initially, I'll give him I'll dish his food in a bowl. And then he'll tell me, I don't want the green bowl. I don't want this... So now I understand I'm going to <laughs> the shoot. I ask him, do you want the green ball? Do you want the yellow ball? Like, actually, make sure I ask him what does he wants. And when he did. he would ask, oh, mommy, I want the green ball. Mommy, today I want the mullet. Today I want the cowbell. So, one is giving him that sense of responsibility. And two is saving me from him getting angry with him because I didn't give him a green ball. I gave him a yellow ball instead. I mean, who cares? But he cares. So, yes, that's that. That's for me. Those are my final words. Just, you know, taking life one day at a time, not rushing, not stressing myself too much. Like, if there's anything this year has taught all of us, is not to rush because we all had big plans for the year, but the, the year has taught us to just calm down, take life one day at a time because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. As and now, we don't know when we are going back to school, so we just have to take life one day at a time and get it on and learn the best we can get can we can learn from each moment
0: you know what you said about this year has maybe a joke i saw somewhere someone was like this year i'm making money i just want to survive (laughs) you know it's been a a funny kind of year but we thank god for everything because he said in everything we should get um i don't know does anybody else want to say something any general comments before we wrap up um
3: Sure. I'll add a little bit. Um, I think one of the things that I've learned is yes, take it one day at a time, but also find time for yourself. Nowadays, I have mommy time because of COVID. I can't go and braid my hair somewhere. So I braid my hair myself. Mm -hmm. So that's my mommy time. I go and sit in the garage and then I do (laughs) my hair. (laughs) Because sometimes you just need a break away from all the stress Mm -hmm. and I think this is a very great platform, all of us meeting and talking about all the different things we go through. Sometimes it helps you to realize that you're not the only one having these experiences. And for some of us who are not home, we really miss these relationships because we don't have the kind of friends where you can just get up and go and see your friend in the next house. And so I think it's made me realize the value and the importance of good friendships. And so I think I, I finally, one of the, the uh um, moved in a neighborhood and once in a while we we'll go out for a walk. We just walk around in a neighborhood and we we'll rant to each other a little about all the frustrations we have. And after that we feel better, we go back to our lives and, you know, our busy work. But I think it's very, very important to to find good Christian friends who we can talk to we are usually told, oh, you don't share your family problems. And yes, you don't want to share like the things that are between you and your husband. Just, but you also want to be able to release a little bit of the frustration. Because I realized that the PTSD that a lot of people end up going through here is because they, they can't talk to anyone and they're completely stressed out. Okay. And so let's find ways to, to vent a little, just like we are doing here. Yeah. And also we can't do it all. Well, before we had kids, we visited a friend, and when we went, the whole house was scattered with toys. And I asked her, how did she know we were coming? <laughs> how did she clean up? <laughs> now I know. <laughs> you can't do it all. So sometimes you will get embarrassed, but then you just hide your embarrassment and move on. One day, someone will come and see your house in a very, very messy state. Another day they will come and your house will be speaking. and fun. We take the joys and we take the hard times and we learn from it and we grow. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
0: wow, wow. Thank you so much, Abna. Lily, did you want to say something?
3: Yeah. Can
5: you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. So I want to say um, a big well oh, to all mothers who are listening us right now i think motherhood is a very big responsibility and you're all doing so well god bless you and i want to say that you know just like we think about our kids and our husbands and our home and we should also just like our colleague said that you should have a new time i think i agree with you. and i also want to say that you should pamper yourself as well so at times motherhood comes with because of the responsibilities and cause you are thinking about home, your kids, your husband, you tend to focus on them and then forget you. So just try and reward yourself at times. Buy something for yourself because you are doing well. Proper yourself. Take yourself out and go and relax. Have a holiday. I mean, maybe not in this COVID time, but then with time, once in a while, you can take a break. And then if you get help from family also i mean tap into it because at times you need the help if you have a sister a mother who can help not to come and stay with you but then at times you can just get them to help a little at times you take the kids to them for that day just send them in the morning and have a, a day for yourself and pick them up in the evening that's fine there are times for me Remember. Um, when i had my baby one of the difficulties that i had was going to the market So i was alone with the baby okay. and my husband after my mom left and i couldn't take the baby to the market but i still had to get things and cool so what i do is that i write my list for my mom i send him to buy the things then after. start of picking the things up I can easily figure like, out or get there to it, to bring to me. So at times people always get the, the shots are um, it, it will change with time depending on the stage of motherhood if you find yourself opportunities to get help from anybody around just utilize it wow. okay so that's what
0: I have to say. Okay um our time is almost up you know, so to wrap up, I think what I would also want to say is um, like everybody has said, take time for yourself, take it one day at a time, and all that. I think one of the ways I um, relax um, is I go and do my hair. I know it's like, I know I, even COVID times, you can't really go anywhere. I know it doesn't sound like a very big deal, but for me, it's so nice. Like, I go and someone is doing my hair, and like, Nobody's saying, mommy. Nobody's saying I'm hungry. Nobody's saying anything. It's just me. The person is doing me, only me, it's working on me. I'm not doing anything for anybody. The person is doing it for me, you know. And for me, it's nice. I go and I take a book. I like, I like to read a lot. I take a book. I like reading. I have my phone with me. Oh, I just have a nice time before I come home, you know. So it, it really means a lot to me. Those times that you take for just yourself. I have friends who take their me time in the toilet. I mean, it's like when they go to the toilet. Okay, I have to go, so they just shut themselves in there. Sometimes the children follow you there, but that one, you can easily get them out. And then you, they read a book or something, just, you know, just time out. You know, it's just a time out for you because sometimes it's like the noise and the talking and everything can get to you, but when you do that, it's important. Another thing I like to do is like, um, Marianne was saying about reading. I like to read a lot, like, especially from people who, have, who are doing it or have done it. So I look for people who I think are good examples, and I read from them. And I want to recommend this book. She <laughs> should pay me. I should look for her and tell her that I'm advertising her book. A Mother's Heart is, I don't know, it's a very good book. I mean, sometimes there are days I'm feeling discouraged or something. Sometimes I, I just find it, again, in my bookshelf, and I decide to just read it. Because it just basically talks about finding that motherhood is something that is really close to God's heart. And then even in the ups and downs and in the times when you feel like you're not doing much with your life, it's like you're just being a mother. There are women who stay at home to take care of their children. And some people think that that is less work than, you know, you're not living your best life. You're not doing the best you can with your life. But motherhood is such an honorable, um, you know, um, role to play. And our children will thank us one day for making them priorities. You know, the people who do well in life, lots of them thank their mothers because when we realize the important role that God has given us, we'll not take it lightly at all. I want to read just a small paragraph from here before we close. Um, so, a vision for the task of motherhood. Okay, so um, the author of this book is called Jean Fleming, and she had this to say. I hope we'll hear. Okay. So she she starts and she says. So she had been talking about how sometimes we feel like our motherhood is an um, inconvenience or it gets in the way of our lives, sort of. And she had this to say. However, we sometimes view our children as a hindrance to our involvement in God's plan. Anyone who has tried to lead a Bible study while keeping a toddler entertained, or to counsel a distraught friend while a baby cries in the background, knows how difficult it can be. We need to remind ourselves and each other that our family is our primary ministry and not a frustrating obstacle to real ministry. One night when Roger was away, sickness hit one child and pinworms another. Between the two maladies, I was up 16 times that night. Yes, I counted. My fatigue the next day did not alter the need to follow the doctor's order for raiding our household of pinworms. Besides giving medication, Every day for a week. Besides giving medication, every day for a week, I had to change all the beds, wash all the pajamas, and vacuum all the floors. One evening that week, I was to speak to a group of college and career women. I had planned to use that day to refine my notes and work on visual aids. but the day was not long enough to include washing clothes, changing beds, vacuuming floors, plus the everyday jobs, like meals, caring for the children, telephone calls, and still have time left to work on my talk. I felt torn and divided. Before I came to the place where I could laugh, I cried. Experiences like this are commonplace in the life of every mother. It is easy to feel frustrated by the seemingly conflicting demands of children and ministry to those outside the home. Reaching the world for Christ with a toddler hanging on your skirts is not easy. Our children may seem to keep us from the spiritual outreach we feel God and others expect of us. This produces frustration and resentment. Our children may seem to be a roadblock, or at least a detour, keeping us back from real work for Christ. Much of this frustration can be eased when we realize the family is an important part of God's strategy for for propagating the faith and redeeming a people for himself. In our zeal, perhaps we have overlooked the potential disciples in our midst. We may have also neglected the impact families can have through family to family evangelism and discipling. And I mean, when I read things like this, it reminds me that the greatest ministry you have may not necessarily be the one you have to the thousands of people you hope to reach. The greatest ministry is right in your home as we minister to our children, to our husbands and the families that God has given us. May we never ever come to the point where we feel that we are not doing the best we can simply because we are focusing on making our homes what we want it to be. One day, I believe that God will have a special word for mothers. And when he wants to choose a mother for a great thing, I pray he'll choose all of us here for what he wants to do with us. Motherhood is a calling that God has. God gives, you know, and we should never ever feel insignificant because we have children and we are trying to do the best for them. May God bless our efforts. May he help us to be the mothers he wants us to be. And even if you've not started your journey yet, when you get there may God always remind you that the journey you are embarking on is a very significant journey and he will give you grace to do it amen, amen. um i don't know Marian. did you want to say something last before we go oh i mean you've, you've you've said it
1: all i wanted to add a bit about um morning devotion with kids okay that is very very crucial we need to let them know that it is important to start the day with Christ for instance my little girl now she knows what to say when she's praying she knows prayer is talking to God and the little one, the 4 year old one also tries to repeat what she says after she finishes she is 6 the second one is 4 Also
5: want to repeat the same words so I that
2: No,
0: no Marian, no. Okay. Oh, Marian. Okay. Okay. we pray with them, okay. the kind of words
1: that we see when we are talking to God, they also pick up an important that every morning every morning it, it helps them to know when they are in trouble they will call on well and i ask him i mean please pray for me she knows what to tell god she knows that god is the one who heals
2: yeah
1: so, i think these are some of the we do that keeps our children in christ so when we do the morning morning devotion with them even prayers with them or when we are having our personal prayers too. And they, they see us praying. Then they, they get to know that um, everything it is all about Jesus. It is, it is all about God. You can't do anything without him. Yeah, that, that's a bit I want to share.
0: Thank you so much. Definitely important to talk about Jesus. Thank you so much. We are wrapping up. Thank you. Like, I can't say the thank you enough. I'm really, really grateful. I don't take it for granted at all that... You could join us today. Um, we will let you know when the next uh, meeting will be. But tentatively, our meetings will be on the very last Sunday of every month, so you can look forward to the next session. If there are particular topics you want us to talk about, I would like it very much if you could send it to us on our um, email um, to our email um, address, and would um, find people to talk about um, them. If we have to get resource persons to come and join us, but thank you very 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 much for making time to join us. And um, I want to say a special thank you to my mother who's listening in. Today they had to be careful, so I don't say something I shouldn't say. But my mom is such an um, like amazing mother. I really, really, really appreciate her. She's been so good to me. She has. She taught me like she taught me to believe in the Lord early on in life, and I really appreciate her for the gift of knowing the Lord early on. It saved me a lot of trouble. My I mean Shalpi, I Azopai, I mean Shal. And I want to thank you all of, like I said already. So please look forward to our, um, our, our next meeting. And God bless you all. God bless you. Bye bye. Abna, thank you so much. Marian, thank you so much. Cheryl, bless you, God bless you so much. Bye. thank you all so much. Bye
2: bye. Thank you. Bye Say bye. bye.